And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. As long as they keep on making animated Star Wars, Hope Molinax and Chris Honeywell will be on the case. Welcome to J-Guys and Jedi, a project that began with Clone Wars and now may never end. Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of J-Guys and Jedi. We are in a new year and this is a weekly podcast covering every episode of Tales of the Jedi. I wrote Tales of the Jedi Fett. <laughs> because I didn't fully delete the Book of Boba Fett title. In this, Working on a template there, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when you work on a template. I didn't fully, so it's every episode of Tales of the Jedi Fett. In this episode, we dive into the lives of two very different Jedi as they rise and fall. They will be Ahsoka Tano, Tiger Rider. Qui-Gon is a scraggly little boy. He's kind of like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh my god, he is like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I can't even see that. Why? Uh, and also, guys, Wet Blanket Windu is back, baby. We're oh, talking he's so- about... And he's soaking wet. He's such a wet blanket. I love him. We are talking about Tales of the Jedi, episodes one through three, Life and Death, Justice and Choices this week. I am hoping... Wet-ass Windu. My, here's my resolution, because I always introduce Chris, and I never introduce myself, and I'm going to try and change that for the podcast, you know, 353 episodes into our podcast. Hi, my name's Hope, and this is my co-podcaster, Chris. How you I'm doing, Chris. Chris? I'm Chris. You I are hope. Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, 353 episodes, I'm finally introducing myself for the first time. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I've got, like, new listeners have to listen to a few episodes here and there before you finally say my name because I never introduce myself. <laughs> there was a while there. I mean, there was a while where I was uh, making a point to where everything I said to you, I said, said basically with a comma and then hope afterwards. Hope. Oh yeah, that was a fun time, Chris. That was a that was a a, a fun period. In. In. Yes. Jay guys and Jedi lore. <laughs> yes, Chris, because we sounded more aggressively passive aggressive, Chris. It, it definitely makes it, it definitely hikes up the passive aggressive tension, you know, right through the roof. Hope it does, Chris. Sure does, hope. So much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed all you guys. Oh, commentaries were fun though. So I, I hope you all had a lovely holiday. Welcome to the new year. We are starting off with a little, like, quick bout through Tales of the Jedi. And then we're going to be going into Kenobi. So that's, that's kind of the general plan. Um, we're both very excited because it is Bad Batch Eve. Bad Batch Season 2 starts tomorrow. So, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Bad Batch. I'm really excited. So, you having a good day? Yeah, I had a pretty good day. I was uh, cleaning my cleaning the kitchen at work today. We're we're closed to do to do deep cleaning, and we did yesterday. We did deep deep. Like yesterday was the worst worst stuff. Like a kitchen spa. You giving that your kitchen a spa day? Uh, 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 that makes it sound too nice. It's more like an enema, really. You know, it's not pretty. 
it's not like put on the it's not like put on the new age music and 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 soak the soak the stove's toes in warm water and uh you know clean their fingernails off it's it was like yeah it was like like uh, like the sink we were washing stuff in just had this like s- grease sludge at the bottom of it from just you know I mean, we pulled everything out from the wall and yeah, and we're, we're a a barbecue restaurant, so we've got smokers and deep fry, you know, everything, everything has a layer of smoke on it and, and there's a lot of grease, a lot of grease going around and, you know, and, and we clean really good there, but there's, you know, there's only so much, you know, you can't pull all that stuff out every night and, you know, so months will go by and then it's just like. But we're putting some new, uh, um, a new coating on the wall that's, or not a coating, but like a layer of, of easily cleaned plastic. So that was the reason to close down. So we're like, if we're closed down to do that, we might as well, might as well hose it. And like, everybody really gets, everybody like, is like, I don't want to clean, but they all, you know, everybody wants to, you know, nobody wants to lose their hours at work or so they're coming to work and then they then they start cleaning to realize oh you don't have to pay attention to orders or anything like that you're just sort of like and then everything's looking really shiny and nice and they're like look what i did they're, they're all calling the boss and they go look what i did here <laughs> look at this but would you look at it so it was fun oh that's always so nice to like start off the year with like a good deep cleaning yeah yeah I uh I'm a little brain dead tonight. I wrote five articles yesterday and then four articles today on top of the podcast outline. So my brain is slightly mushy, but you guys love when my brain is slightly mushy because then I just don't like fucking talk right. It's great. <laughs> no, but it, it's actually for a project I'm I'm really proud of at work. Um because over at Dork Side of the Force, I'm writing a little mini series. Um, revisiting all of Star Wars visions. So uh, I wrote an article about each short about like why each of them is great as an individual. So it, it was a really fun project and it was really fun to like go back through all of them, especially like with season two starting later in the spring. So I, I really wanted, I, I had a really good time writing it. It's just, I'm a little brain dead at the moment because I've written a crap ton of words in two days. Uh-huh. But that's okay because Tales of the Jedi is is relatively straightforward. So yeah, it's pretty low impact as far as like having to describe or uh, critique. Yeah, it's a good show to ease back into things before we get to Kenobi, which yeah. I am excited to get into. I I'm ex- I'm very excited to revisit Kenobi because especially like the. I they I think they released the first two episodes together, so I, I'm excited about seeing those two as individual episodes, and also like revisiting it in a post Andor world because I I did I really liked Kenobi, but the thing is is like it I don't really think about Kenobi a lot, but I think a lot about Andor even though it's been off like what two months. I have four words that describe Kenobi in my head, which is hot mess, fever dream. But it's fun I liked as it. Hell. I enjoyed watching it, but it's a it's it's a hot mess. It's a it's you know on 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 
in various ways. There's there's various things going right and various things going wrong at the same time on it, and it's just like it's a it's a strange concoction. It's I think it's the strangest concoction yet of Disney Star Wars, really. Yeah. Besides I, Rise of Skywalker, which was a strange in a in a bad way. This isn't really strange in a bad way. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm really curious to see how it stands up to a second viewing, you yeah, know. Yeah, because going into it, like there's a lot of things in Kenobi that I really like. Like, for example, the Inquisitors. I love my grande boyfriend. He's great in the show. No notes. I love him. He's fun, he's sassy, he's everything I wanted it to be. And I love the Inquisitors. I love all that stuff. But like, um, I, I don't know, like, it's it's not the show. I, I almost sort of forget it exists, like, now that it's over. Because I, I think about so many other things. Like, I'm always thinking about animation, and I love Andor and stuff like that. And so when I, we were getting ready for the new year, I was just like, yeah, we'll give the Andor. And I was like, no, wait. Something came between Boba Fett and Andor. What was it? Oh, yeah, it was fucking Kenobi. I forgot about it. <laughs> like, right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, it's going to be... It's gonna be. I, I'm excited to get into it's it. It's gonna I, be I think, fun. I mean, there's yeah, there's a yeah. lot to talk about in it. I, I feel like it's gonna be a similar feeling that I had with Boba Fett, where I kind of was just like, now that the show is completed and I I know what it, it is versus what I want it to be, I feel like I'm gonna see it differently now that I know what it is. So I I'm really, that, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that. Yeah, I think I'm going to I I I think I'm going to be kind of the opposite where like you're, you're going to be the grouch. This um, I don't know if I'll be a grouch about it, but like I saw like the weaknesses in the show the first time through, but it was hitting that it's I mean, having you and McGregor playing Obi-Wan again is pretty intense, you know? It's it's like it's like pretty yeah, it's pretty intense and as far as like Star Wars stuff goes, it was something like I never really like expected to ever really pan out. And and like he's going to meet Darth Vader. It's like dealing with some pretty insanely important, intense stuff. And uh, so like it just gets me in that Star Wars mindset of like where, where I'm going. Oh, shit. Here's the, this is ha- this is actually happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so that like cl- that that will cloud cloud men's minds, which that's what that's what movies and entertainment are, are supposed to do. So I want to see how it how it goes without the the clouding going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm 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 very going to be very interested. Also, we're outside of the hype. Like it felt like there was so much hype going into Kenobi. You know, like Hayden and you and our back, and we've been waiting forever well, yeah. for this. You and McGregor, there was like all this hype, and it so like there was like deal. there was real palpable like energy going into it. But like now that we're like what eight months separated from yeah. it, nine months separated from it, um, just actually looking at it as a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think I think there's going to be a lot of conversations in the future with these Star Wars shows that have like short short season shows or many many things about how they spend their budget how if they spend their budget wisely or not you know and like cuz sometimes like it, it, if you if you spend your budget one way you can have the show look completely the, like 
the same level all the way through. If you spend your budget another way, you can have it look like a movie half the time and a TV show the other half of the time or, you know, any proportion of of either of them. And, you know, and that sort of happened with Boba Fett and Kenobi, I think. There were parts mm-hmm. of Kenobi and Boba Fett that were like, I'm watching a movie. And then I'm like, I'm obvi- I'm watching a television show. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are walking through South California right now. <laughs> yeah. Opposed to a planet. So anyway, we're not there yet. We're here yeah. to talk about Tales of the Jedi. So are you ready to get into this? I am ready. <clears throat> Tales of the Jedi all aired on Disney Plus on October 26, 2022. The first two episodes were written by Dave Filoni. The third episode was written by Charles and Elon Murray. Episode one was directed by Nathan uh, Nathaniel Villanova. Episode two was directed by Saul Ruiz. And episode three was directed by Charles Murray. Some extra information for you. The show shares uh, its name with the Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, a comic book maxi-series part of Star Wars Legends that was published by Dark Horse Comics between the years 1993 and 1998. Dave Filoni was so impressed with the technology used for the Bad Batch that he wanted to play more with it, which led to the creation of this anthology. All the original voice actors from Star Wars Animation reprised their roles, such as Ahsoka, Dooku, Mace Windu, and more. But we also have a slew of newcomers. Starting with Life and Death, Ahsoka's mother, Pav T, is voiced by uh, Janina Gravankar, who was also the voice of Aiden Versio in Battlefront 2. Ahsoka's father, Nak Il, was voiced by Sunil Malhorta, who was voiced, uh, the voice of the Padawan Jinx during the Clone Wars uh, wiki hunt arc. Uh... Uh, Gatika, the village elder, was voiced by Tox Olongodier. Ah, uh, no, I practiced that one! Fuck! <laughs> because I love this voice actress, Olongodier, who was the voice of Mrs. Beakley in the DuckTales reboot. Moving on to the episode Justice, young Qui-Gon Jinn is voiced by Mikhail Richardson, who is actually the son of Liam Neeson. Senator Dagonet was voiced by Mike Rolston, whose works include Aliens and Shawshank Redemption. The Senator's son is voiced by Josh Keaton, who provided voices for Lego Star Wars games, as well as the Old Republic games. And the Village Elder is voiced by Star Wars Rebels' Vanessa Marshall. And finally, getting into the episode choices, the Guard Hanel is voiced by Saul Guerrero's Clone Wars voice actor, Andrew Cascino. The Lead Guard Samedj is voiced by Terrell Tilford, whose other work includes Single Ladies and The Young and the Restless. And finally... Senator Lyric's voice is Theo Rossi, whose works include Luke Cage and Sons of Anarchy. You, you know who is also a son of anarchy? Oh, oh, oh. Yoda! Oh my goodness, I've missed you! Oh, Yoda never left. Yoda, Yoda thought we were watching another movie we were. Yoda's been sneaking in and sitting under a couch and watching movies. Oh, so did you enjoy Indiana Jones then? Okay, it's okay. Yeah, it definitely needed more Yoda in it. More Yoda, yes, more force. So much more Yoda. Good force stuff, yes. Mm hmm, mm hmm. And what, what about that Princess Mononoke? Did you enjoy that one too? That was, that was okay, yes. Yeah. It's all right. Good, good. And I hope you got our Christmas presents, because we adore you. Presents for Yoda? 
Yeah, yeah, we sent them to you, like, last month. You should have got them. Oh, Yoda has bad problem with people taking packages from Yoda's front door. Don't you live in a swamp? Who the hell is taking... Is, is Luke stealing That's your packages? That's what Yoda says. Yoda's in a swamp. Who's going to steal Yoda's packages? So you it has to be... Can... It has to be Luke and R2. I can't think of anybody else who it would be. You, you, you know what Yoda does? What? Yoda poops in a box and leaves it out on his front steps. You know... <laughs> Good for you. I, I, you know, normally, no, but if people are stealing your stuff, good for you. Right, right. That's what right. Yoda thought. Yoda's got to poop anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually love those videos of people making, like, glitter bombs just to get porch pirates caught. <laughs> With, like, cameras on them and stuff, so those are always fun. Well, Yoda, I have a very simple question for you. Mm, a simple question for Yoda. Yeah, I wanted to tell you Happy New Year, and do you have any resolutions for the year? Uh, resolutions. Yoda's res resolutions. Um, do not get mad about Grogu. Um, do not laugh about Yaddle. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> You better be nice, because that's next week's episode. Yoda, Yoda's resolution, not, not, not to enjoy next week's episode. Y Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. Yes? Remember, it's all acting. She's still okay. Yeah, still okay. She's... <laughs> Yoda. Yaddle is fine. She is. Yes. Ugh. I am. I am sorry to our listeners for Yoda's multi-year spat with Yaddle coming to next week. <laughs> I apologize now. It's not going to be pretty. It's out of our hands, really. At this point, yeah. I mean, what are we going to do? It's like, what, we're on eight years of oh, him, like, waiting for this moment? I saw one of those glitter bomb package people things where they've, they've been doing it for five years. Not only does it has, like, a voice going, warning, warning, and, and counting down, it launches drones into the house that are program <laughs> programmed to facially recognize humans and stay away from them to avoid them. And, and then the drones have little baggies of glitter that they just drag throughout the whole house. Like, dumping glitter through the whole house. Like, two drones just go reep out of the box when they open it up and start flying around and glittering the whole house. Yeah, yeah. the ones that I've seen, like, um... Like, they also have fart, like, this horrible, awful fart spray, too. It's all the same channel. Out. Like, this guy, like, like, personally, like, makes videos like this just for this. Yeah, he did it once and it was so successful. He's been, it's probably been his job for the last five years. Yeah. Not a bad job. I, I, it's an honorable profession. Um, yeah, it should be. Yeah, teach people fucking lesson. So, anyway, are you ready to get into Tales of the Jedi? I am. So, the way we're doing this, listeners, instead of doing an act one, act two, act three, 
each episode is roughly an act long, give or take. So we're just going to talk about the episode. So I'm going to yep. recap each episode separately. So let's start with life and death. You ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> we open in a quaint little village on a planet in the middle of nowhere. There's It's a Tegruta village. Everyone's having a nice nap until this guy named um, Nakil just comes out and he's just like, everyone fucking wake up! My child is born! This would be great to watch on Christmas because, you know, a child is born and she's gonna be awesome and I love her and I'm a dad. Everyone come stare at my wife who just gave birth, you know, because I'm sure she'd love that. Come look at my baby! And everyone comes over, including the village old lady, and they all walk in, and the mom's like, Look, everybody, this will be a protagonist. Her name is Ahsoka. And they're all just like, Oh, cool. Well, one year later, give or take. A year passes, and Ahsoka's this debatable child where half the people are like, She's so cute. And the other half of the people are like, What is that? Oh, my God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> There's no in-between. People either love baby Ahsoka or they think she's horrifically uncanny valley ugly. And I, I love that debate. Anyway, so Pogti a year later is just like, hello, husband. You're looking very fine up on that ladder. And he's like, well, you're looking very fine down there. If you want to climb me another time, maybe we can make another baby. And she's like, haha, I love you too. Anyway, I'm going to take our child in the wood and go hunt crit critters. And he's like, I don't know if that's safe, uh, Pav T. She's like, oh, too bad, it's tradition. And he's like, yeah, those traditions are old. And she's like, well, tradition, okay, bye. So she takes her child, and the old lady is just like, hey, Pav T, taking your child into the woods to hunt? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, cool, here's your face paint, and look at my, loft, my little tuka dogs. Anyway, bye, have fun. And Pav T's like, okay, bye. So Pav T takes baby Ahsoka in her little nap, her, um, what are they called? What are they called? It's the baby carriers. Uh, it's a baby carrier. She walks into the woods and she's like, okay, Ahsoka, here you go. Here's your Mufasa moment. Everything the light touches is your kingdom, except it's not. It's just life and death. You know, life is great. Death sucks, but we got to face death. Because we're a hunting tribe, and you're going to have to face death one day. See those big old antelope over there? Now it's dead, and we're going to eat it. This is some circle of life bullshit. And baby Ahsoka's like, I'm a toddler. <laughs> I'm not absorbing any of this. And I'm going to vomit Ahsoka's on myself like, now. like, pooping and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm making fun of it now, but I actually do like how they make her kind of aware. Like, when she sees the animal dying like i i t like she gets really upset and starts fussing i take that as like she's feeling it through the force the animal dying yeah exactly um, it's her jedi yes exactly yeah yeah but i'm gonna make fun of it here so the whole time ahsoka's just like shitting herself and vomiting because she's one years old and has no concept of any of this anyway so pop t kind of kills the kai buck antelope thing and she puts her baby on the ground, and Ahsoka's like, I'm gonna play in the grass, I guess. But during all this, a big old saber-toothed tiger thingy comes out of the woods, and he's just like, Hi! 
thanks for killing my lunch. I'm gonna fight you. And Pop T is like, oh shit, hi, big tiger thing. Uh, uh, where's my gun? Where's my gun? <laughs> and Pop T grabs her gun and she fires off a shot and everybody in the village is like, shit, shit, Pop T's in danger and there's a, our, our protagonist child's out there, go get her. So she fights the tiger and the rest of the village shows up to scare off the tiger and the tiger's like, why are you all shooting me? I thought this was a circle of life thing. Okay, I'm stealing your child. And he grabs a silk gun, he runs into the woods. And Babies Pop-T- are great. <laughs> They're like grapes. <laughs> Just pop one in your mouth, they'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> um, and Pop T is like, no, my child. And the tiger's like, bye. And the, pi- the tiger takes Ahsoka back to its cave, but he got all hurt in the scuffle. So he's licking his paws and he's being all sad and stuff. Um. And and Ahsoka's like, cool, I'm gonna have a how to train your dragon moment. And the tiger's like, what does that mean? And she boops the tiger on the nose and he's like, I magically listen to you now, Hiccup. And she's like, thank you. And the name's Ahsoka, not Hiccup. Come on, Toothless, let's go back to the village. She climbs up on that tiger and they ride back to the village just in time for, to stop the, you know, horde of villagers from hunting down the tiger. And they ride out of there and like Pop T and Knock is like, oh my god, our baby, our baby is on a tiger. Oh god, oh god. Uh, thank you, Mr. Tiger, for sa- for our- not eating our child. And he's like, you're welcome. And the tiger wanders off. And Pop T like looks at her husband and they look at the old lady. And the old lady's like, ha, huh, that's a Jedi. And they're like, what does that mean? And she's like, it means you enjoy your time now because you're not going to have your baby much longer. The end. So, Jenica, come take your baby. Yep, come get your baby. <laughs> Enjoy it now. Take all your pictures. So, what were some of your thoughts about this? And I actually, I, I want to open with my first question. Um, do you see why I made you watch Princess Mononoke? Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, there's. <coughs> Pardon just no way you can watch princess mononoke and not see well i mean like everybody in the village there's a scene the the scene in the village where they're all gathered around the baby and everybody's leku makes their their profile look like wolves it looks like a whole i mean if you just uh, as soon as i as soon as i saw it you should go back and watch it if you just look at them as shadows they look like what they look like the wolves from princess Ma- or just wolves you know but like they're 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 leku go up into wolf ears and it's 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 pretty neat and you know the the way the the i mean it's it's 3d computer animation but it's ve- it's done very painterly this whole thing is very painterly the um it's mm-hmm. it's weird the way you the way you see the the name of the the village elder, it sound when they said her name, they it sounded like they were saying gold digger. <laughs> one guy was like, "Thank you, gold or something, gold digger," and I'm like, "That's impolite." But there was a the the scene towards the end with the sun like hitting her face was very painterly, and uh, 
and almost like an illustration from a book and you know the the woods and the grass and everything was very princess mononoke i i also like when we first started covering bad batch we talked about that because the textures of the bad batch while while it's 3d like when you get really close to them it almost has a painting quality to it so like that you know the whole reason dave wanted to to play with this to do this anthology is because he really liked the the um technology of the bad batch and yes. so it looks like you know it, it looks the textures are very similar yes um now here's here's where seeing princess mononoke kind of spoiled me at, at for this and this isn't like dave filoni's fault it is a this is a star wars production and b it's a disney production and c it's an american production all three of those things mean that like the the supernatural and spirituality for the most part in something like star wars or disney especially ends up getting very uh like like simplified and universalized and platitudized and i think like you, you know like in in um in princess mononoke the supernatural elements are frightening mysterious you know enigma enigmatic violent mm-hmm. um prone to bad emotions as well as good emotions you know just basically like more more fiery and lifelike whereas when you get into disney and 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 star wars whenever they you know and it, it, it's just like their the portrayal of good and bad a lot of times it it's very it's it's all simplified yes it's simplified and it turns into this sort of like weird oprah show platitudes you know like self help platitude like i think um this up ep- i th- i think this episode would have like really it, there there's there's one scene where when she takes Ahsoka in the woods where she pauses and says something like you know you must learn to appreciate nature and blah 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 mm-hmm. you're getting that from what she's doing you know you get you you're picking that up visually and just you know from the story and then there and then when she's going to put the beast out of its misery she's like you know, you no, you, you must face death, child. And it's she did that by grabbing her head and turning her head towards it. You know, and that that would have been enough, you know, and it would have right. been more. It, that's how they would have handled it more in like a Ghibli studio. Yeah, there, presenta- there would be presentation no, of the scene. It would be, it would be uh, all visual storytelling. No yes, dialogue. Yes. And and. And uh, Disney and Star Wars are going to, you know, to I, I, I don't like that, but like to a little a little kid's gonna gonna get that, you know, a little kid that that is gonna work for a little kid, and that's about it. So, but so like artistically, I would have taken it out, but you know, Disney and Star Wars are, you know, they they know their audience and stuff, and also. And it being an American Western production, we sort of we we don't give kids as much benefit of doubt as other countries do with children's stories or stories that children are going to watch, you know. So that 
that th- this is sort uh, uh, this will be a sort of running theme through um these three episodes is they're very um they're very um serious you know this is the what this one has the most sort of like a little bit of joy in it and color and and you know happiness at ahsoka's birth but it's very um it's it's very formal all three of these are are sort of very formal like sort of like a little bit like the ways the prequels were in some some ways Mm -hmm. and it's and it's sort of it 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 sort of it doesn't take it it takes a little bit of life out of the out of them but it it just sort of what it really it just sort of they have a just sort of continuous tone through them you know what i mean and I'm and I'm curious to see what if the uh, I don't I don't remember as much about the other three episodes, so I'm looking forward to see if they're all, they're all going to be like this. But it's it's very formalized, like the 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 prequels, Espe- the Qui Gon ones especially. We'll get into that more with them, mm-hmm. you know, like the dialogue and stuff like that. But I actually like the front half of Tales of the Jedi better. The first four episodes I really love. I, I it falls apart for me in the last two episodes, which I'll get into next week, um, because one of them I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. Why do we need this? And then the other one, I have massive issues with them, with when it comes to canon, um, which I will be talking about next week because I've been on. I I wrote a whole fucking article about it. And Chris Excellent. knows it. So you're prepped. <laughs> I am prepped for next week, but I really love the first four, three episodes. Actually, first four episodes, including next week, the first one with like Yaddle and Dooku, because yeah, it is. I don't want to say it's it's definitely not adult animation. Like we're not hitting like box machina levels right now, but it does feel a little bit more mature than a normal Star Wars animated show, and I kind of like that they kind of dip their toes. And I think it is the formality that you're talking about. Like, well, they 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 hit this in like clone. They would hit this in Clone Wars, but it would only be here and there. You know what I mean? And this is these right. It the, wasn't like these two episodes. The the two Dooku episodes are both very like kind of serious and you know, and and yeah, f- full of import sort of you know. But um, let's see what else. Do I have anything else really in here? Not really. I, I I really I really liked this one. It was it was a night. Nice, it wasn't like a revelation about anything with Ahsoka, but I'm fine with just like a little slice of you know a slice of life. You know, it was funny because baby Ahsoka is a little bit like baby Yoda because they're both babies, but she's one mm-hmm. fiftieth of his age. <laughs> and already yeah. she's going out on hunting hunting sorties. <laughs> she's facing death already. So uh, either that or she develops 50 times faster. Her race develops 50 times faster than Yoda, which could be very possible. Mm. And but, the thing uh, like Tegruta like, cultures, like hunting is very important to Tegruta culture. Um, like that's there. That's something they talk a little bit about in like the higher color books and like Shakti. Um if if we look at a Jedi like Shakti from the prequels, her headdress is the teeth of the creature, not you know, not of this specific creature, but it's the same like species as the saber toothed tiger thing. Like those are the teeth of her headdress. Like it's a very important part of their culture. Yeah, she probably she probably got those on her. You know, basically, 
coming of age teenage you know walkabout hunt where they sent her off alone with a bow and arrow and yeah come back with a tiger or some something something big and dead <laughs> so what i find interesting about this is yeah i agree there's not a lot of big revelations about ahsoka as a character but i don't think that's the point of this no because the thing that i like about this is not the revelations about ahsoka but the revelations about parents of a Jedi in general. Because here and there, like in Clone Wars, like Cad Bane like stole four sensitive children from their parents and stuff like that. So we, we have seen parents of four sensitive babies, but we never spent a lot of time with them. And what I, I, I really like this unique look of like getting to know Pav T and Nock Ill and like seeing their lives and how much they love each other. And they both clearly love Ahsoka. And they are, like, protecting her. They're, they love each other. We get to know them. And so because we know how much they love their daughter, we can then later infer how painful it is for them to let her go. And I think that's really interesting because that is something we don't see much of. Because we see the Jedi and they're like, hi, we've been raised in this order. We're all happy and healthy. And so we have, like, really the biggest example we have is Shmi Skywalker. And even then, like, once we bounce from Shmi, we don't go back to her ever again, which is a shame because Shmi Skywalker is amazing. So, like, outside of Shmi, this is kind of the biggest example that I can think of. Yeah. Of people who outside we get of to know. anything like in the comics or in books anywhere. But even then, over. like, it's not very often in comic books and books either. So, yeah, like, I that that's what I really like about this. Like, we don't get revelations about Ahsoka, but her family is the interesting part about it. Because we get to know them, and we see how much they love her. And then, in turn, we know how much pain they're going to be in when they have to give her away. And I think that is the point of this. And I th I find that fascinating. But also, we can kind of see it, like... Both of her parents have qualities of Ahsoka in them, uh, in her. Like, her father's kind of playful, and he has he's kind of a joking humor. He's very excitable. Like, he he's very, like, friendly, and, like, he, he he's very resourceful, because he it's clear that he's a handyman, and, like, he has this, like, playfulness to him that Ahsoka has. And her mother is a little bit more serious, and she's calm, and, like, she has this respect for, they both do, but she her mother definitely has this respect for, like, nature and life. Which is also things that Ahsoka gets. So I like that you can look at both of her parents. I, I got a I got a real sense that the women were the hunters, the hunters and the fighters, and the men were the like homebodies. Maybe. In in, in the whole in the whole thing. Yeah. It, it had that kind of vibe. But but I do think it's cool that you can see a bit of Ahsoka in both of her parents. And 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 I liked that as well. Um I need to know what the Tuka dogs are called. We still don't, as of recording, know what they're called. And I've been calling them Tuka dogs. Because yeah, that's what like... I, I mean. That's basically what they, that's basically what they look like. You know, they, they act like Tuka cats. But they're dogs. They look like Tuka cats and act like dogs, but they still have a lot of the mannerisms of Tuka cats. It's that mouth. Yeah. And the, and like the, it's the mouth and the, uh, the ears and they look like little Pokemon. 
They look yeah. like tiny little fucking Pokemon. Like I like Gen Nine just came out, and one of, if one of those little fuckers ran out of the 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 grass, I'd be like, "Let me catch you, little Tuka Dog." <laughs> I need to know what they are though, because they're so fucking cute, and there's and I want a plushie of them. I need like a plushie of them. Well, that's I need what I'm saying. They, they 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 were just like Tuka cats are neat. If we make Tuka dogs, that's just another another toy. Yeah, and they look like toys because like the next one gives us like a realistic dog. Like, hi, I'm actually a dog. And I'm like, yeah, but I could have a Tuka dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little thing. It looks like a little stuffed animal. <laughs> I just want to hug it and love it. I need it. I need it so bad. Um, So so some of the reasons why I wanted, I, I why I, I forced you to watch Princess Mononoke last week is because Ahsoka's village is so much like Ashitaka's in so many ways at the beginning. And, like, from the look of it, how they respect nature, it has its own wise woman. And I had forgotten that Ahsoka's father, like, Ahsoka's mother was like, if you keep talking like that, you're going to insult the spirits. And the, her and her father's like, what spirits? The trees? <laughs> like, oh, I totally forgot about that. And even then, like, there's some musical notes. Like, the scene where Ahsoka is born, Kiner's music is very similar to the Princess Mononoke theme. Like, it's not as, it's like a mashing of that and Ahsoka's theme. And when Pop T is taking Ahsoka through the woods, the, the, the music is very similar to when Ashitaka is following the Kadama through the woods to get to the other side. And so, like, it is very, very, like, you know, we talked a lot about that last week. If you want to hear us more talking about that, check out last week's episode for our commentary. But... This episode in particular is probably one of the heaviest references to Princess Mononoke outside of the Wath Wolves in Ahsoka's design. Right. But this is why I made you watch it. <laughs> Though it's funny because you were saying how um, how this is like a watered-down version because they like have dialogue explaining everything. I find this one the most visual storytelling of all it the is. Sports. It is, and that's why I don't like those two lines of dialogue because they sort of it's it's going so great. You don't have you don't need them. You don't need mm-hmm. them. Just they 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 they're redundant, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, the only other note that I have for this is I I just really love how far that the animation technology has come because. Compared to like early Clone War episodes, like the, the like the Slaver arc, the Slaver arc is a really good example. When I go back and watch clips of old Clone Wars episodes, it's like wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> come a long way, baby. Like if you look at something like the Slaver arc, where all the Tergruda people from the colony were taken, that you had the girl model and you had the boy model, and they all looked the same except for there were different colors or different stripes, and that was it. But when you look at the beginning of this, they're like Montrols and Leku are all different shapes. They each person has a different height. And that's that's different because all the in old Clone Wars, like they were all the all the women were the same yeah. height, all the men were the same height. But like they're all different heights, their Montrols have different shapes, like they have texture, they have different patterns, they have different clothing, like all this is really hard in animation and it shows how far the technology has come. And so, yeah, I understand like why Dave was like, I want to play in this world. Please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
because I didn't get to do that with my show. <laughs> and I'm only here as like an executive producer and here's a script. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not here in the day to day anymore because I'm making some Mando stuff. But but that's all I really have for life and death. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. All right. You ready to get into the second episode? I am. I got my own Tuka cat just jumped up on my lap and she's Miss ready to. Bernice. She's ready for justice. Oh. All right. Episode two Justice. <clears throat> we open with our hero and still hero, Qui Gon Jin and Count Dooku, but he's not a count. Well, I guess technically he is actually still technically a count because he was born in Sereno as a count until they found him. So he is still technically Count Dooku, but Dooku! And they are flying off on a mission. And my God, is this like scraggly little thing. And you're right. He does look like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Fuck you, Chris. I'm never unseeing that. Um, and Dooku waltzes into the ship bridge looking like a, well, a count. And he's like, take us down, Padawan. And Qui-Gon's like, okay. And so they are on a mission looking for a senator's son. And they land in the village, and this village is like medieval times, 1400, plague has run through, everyone's like half dead, it's gross, it's run down, everything's dying. And Dooku's like, oh no, my my cloak is going to get dirty. And Qui-Gon is like, I'm scrawny, I'll fit right in. So they wander through the town until they get to the tavern. And Dooku walks in and he's just like, Hi, everybody. We're Jedi. Where did you take the senator's son? And this lady is like, Hey, Jedi. So uh, our senator is really corrupt. Look how he's forgotten all of us. We're all dying because of our senator's corruption. And he's like, Oh, okay. Well, I see that. And Qui-Gon's like, But how is that happening? How do you know all this? And Dooku's like, Qui-Gon, they're all the thieves. And everyone stands up like an I am Spartacus moment. And, and Qui-Gon's like, oh, I'm not Spartacus. <laughs> so the lady, in turn, takes them to the senator's son. And the senator's son is pissed. But he's not pissed at the villagers. He's not pissed at the Jedi. He, surprisingly, is pissed at his own father because he is seeing firsthand what his father has done to his own people and he is mad about it. And he's like, when I get out of here, once you guys release me, I'm going to go give a dad a piece of my mind. And the Jedi are like, oh good, because he's here. And look at that, he brought soldiers. Oh no. So the Jedi walk out and Dooku's like, hi, Senator. And the Senator's like, hey, I'm here to get my son back is he inside and Dooku decides now is the time to be very cryptic and just being like everything's under control and the senator is like that's not the question I asked you is my son okay and Dooku is like how do we all know and not talk about this and the senator's like, I don't got time for this. Fire when ready. And a fight breaks out. And Qui-Gon's like, why didn't you answer the guy's questions? And Dooku's like, because this is much better. And like, they're all fighting and people are getting shot. And Dooku like, is like, oh no, my Padawan's in danger. I'm going to throw him out of the way. And then start choking the senator. So he starts choking the senator. And he's all like, you are a corrupt individual. And you deserve to die. And the senator's like, ah, ah. 
And Qui-Gon's like, oh shit, 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 shit. And he runs inside and he picks up the senator's son and he throws him at his father. And he's like, here's your kid. <laughs> Take your kid back. And the senator's son is like, father, how could you do this to all of our people? Look at them. Are they not our people? And the senator's just like, you're right, son. I'm going to have a change of heart right now. So this nice man stops choking me to death. And they're like, okay. So the senator has a change of heart. And he gets in, a, in his car with his son. And they drive away. But I guess it works. Because, you know, the soldiers stay behind. And they're helping to clean up the town. And Qui-Gon looks at Dooku. And he was like, that was a fun adventure, wasn't it, Master? And Dooku's like, yeah, you're the best of us, Qui-Gon. Let's go home. And they laugh, like, ha ha ha, with a laugh track. And they walk off into the sunset, back to their ship to go off on another adventure. The end. Yeah, that was uh, that was funny because, like, he said something like, yes, but only because I was trained by you, Master. But he's just, like, still, like, going, like, yeah, I'm better. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is which is pretty hilarious. Um, my 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 most shallow note is Dooku is super fancy and Qui Gon's a scraggly little boy. <laughs> my mine is mine is actual dog. Actual first dog. Note. First note, actual dog. This not one a space dog, not a desert dog, spiky dog, an actual dog. <laughs> this one I like about as much as is the first one. I. I I probably would not have, I would have liked it a little less, except this one, like that one was, was sort of basing itself off of, uh, um, Princess Mononoke. This one is, this one is right out of a, of a 60s, 70s hammer horror movie that would have Christopher Lee in it. Like right down to the medieval, like this could be like the Witchfinder General or something, you know, with a, with a medieval village. And this one, you know, they're they're you know the 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 reasons for being all messed up are, you know, the the corruption of their senator. But you know, th- this could it, it could very well be just like a plague village in medieval times in a Hammer oh, movie. Yeah. And then it also the architecture has architecture looks like a, like a medieval like German medieval town. Oh like yeah, just, just straight yeah straight up medi- medieval. Bring out your dead town with with real dogs running around it and just that that gray sooty look about the whole thing, and uh, yeah, just a very period piece. And uh, and then at the end when when the kid's father shows up. It's got a very, they, they, they look like for going back to temple of doom. They go, they, they look like, like, uh, colonial British troops, you know, from the like 1800s, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like really we, two weird time, two weird British, very British time periods clashing together on this, which was, which was just really fun to watch. And the story once again, it's these these are not like if I think if people were looking at these are going to be like like you know deep 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 revelations of characters. It's not going to happen. It's 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 it reminds me very. It, it's funny that these are have the same name as a comic, but they they remind me of like dark horse comics that would have a short story. Just you know 
you know, a six page story with, you know, Qui-Gon and Dooku, it would be like this. Yeah. It would just, just be a little touch, just a little shade in, in a story that says a little something about each of the characters at that point in time, you know, that, that's, that that's reflects really on what we know about them, you know? That's really interesting because I'm, I'm actually going to slide in here because I, I see what you're saying. I slightly disagree, but I agree when you look at these separately, but watching this one with the next episode that we'll talk about in a minute, I do think it does have some reveals and insight on Dooku because we, up to this point, like, unless you've read, like, something like Dooku Jedi Lost, but, you know, most most fans don't read the novel. So, like, the majority of fans, this is kind of, like, an unknown character and, like, his motivations and stuff like that. So, I do think this episode, along with next episode, does a good job at least showing his motivations a little bit, which is, for a general audience, is a bit of a, of a reveal. Because... Um, oh, it is. It is, yeah. but I don't... I don't think it's, it's, it's stuff. I mean, like, I wasn't like, oh, he was like this. This is sort of like what I expected him to be like, but you're also seeing some of the stuff that he saw that would, that put him in the direction that he was going. You know, you can see where he's developing that, like, I'm, you know, mm-hmm especially in the next episode there's you know there's a little more of that so it's just little little key as if you put these all together they they add up a lot more yeah but it's 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 yeah because i actually like i'm i'm kind of floating around one of my notes so i'm gonna slide in right here because this one to me is like the most good guy dooku is um he has his padawan and Compared to like next episode where Qui-Gon's clearly clearly not his life anymore because he's off doing his own things. Um, what I like about this episode and next episode together is you can see the why and the reason that Dooku does what he does. Because yeah. he's not wrong in either of these episodes. The Senate is corrupt. There are issues in the galaxy that need to be addressed. The Jedi are kind of bullshitting their way around and not fully addressing it. And this corruption is ongoing. Yeah, There's the, the, the idea... bad guys are ordering, giving you, going like, hey, look, shut up, Jedi. Go get my son. Yeah. Right. Like, there's this understanding between, because in this episode, yeah. The senator is like, you're here to do my bidding. I'm a senator. And in the next episode, the guards are like, you do the bidding of the Senate. Why should we trust you? Which I'll come back to in a minute. So, like, these two episodes do a really good job of showing, like, the why and the how. But what I do find a little interesting is how bad Dooku is at de-escalating the situation. And I don't know if he is just trying to be an enigmatic jedi or if he's actually trying to escalate it because he's kind of pissed i think it's the latter i think it's the latter especially based on the next episode i think it's i think it's kind of a a very jedi it's a jedi thing to do or it's a jedi way of doing it but it's not like in the he's not doing it per the jedi rules but he's 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 escalating it so that the situ- in this one and the next one, he sort of he sort of passive aggressively escalates it so that the situation forces action because he mm-hmm. wants to do action in both of these. Mm-hmm. And so 
instead of de-escalating, he's like, all right, let's see where this goes. And, oh, I got to pull my lightsaber out and defend myself now. And now we'll get to the bottom of it because now we're involved in a battle and we have to, you know. So mm-hmm. I think he I think he purposely lets lets it escalate and contributes to it so that he can get to the so he can it's part that's part of his way of resolving those situations, you know. Right. And it like works. If, if, it does work, but there's People also die, the option though. of just being like <laughs> say what? People die every time. Every, yeah. both times he does it in this in this these two episodes. And and I'll and I'll touch on that in like in the next episode. But like here, he could have easily been like, Senator, these people took your son because your laws are hurting them. You're we'll bring out your son, let's sit down and talk. And he doesn't do that. He's just like the senator's like, You're will you arrest them? And Dick is just like Will I arrest them? What what do we do? What are we doing here? Yeah, I because because I think Duku, like I think he doesn't he doesn't take it that far because he's already figured out what kind of guy this guy is. This guy is coming in and he's every bit the bastard that did, you know, ruin this town and stuff. And, And he's sitting there going, listen, Jedi, you worked for me. So chop, chop, you know, giddy up with the rescue rescue ray and, and let's get going here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dooku. And, and at that point, you know, Dooku could still be like, Hey, let's talk about this. But at that point, that guy's not going to want to talk. The guy's going to be like, talk about this. What go get my son, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's letting it get, he's, I mean, I don't think he, know, I don't think he's like, puppet mastering it until he knows that like we'll get this with the son and the father and stuff but he also has enough faith in the force to know that like if 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 we let this play out it will it it will sort of work itself out in its own way which it does but it ends up being like a violent path towards that <laughs> and that's actually along with the force i would also say he has enough faith in qui-gon because that that's kind of like my other like note is Qui-Gon is gonna be like yo bro 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 okay enough (laughs) yeah like Qui-Gon is very much Dooku's moral core and like there's like there's a reason at the end where Dooku is like you were right I was wrong at the end he was like you saved the lives Qui-Gon I escalated this you you were right and what would this situation look like if Qui-Gon wasn't there the senator would probably be dead. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be two senators down for Dooku in the short. And I think that's why it's interesting of, it, it shows where Dooku's love lives, actually, to be honest. Because, like, with with Windu, no, the senator gets killed and they, like, they do their thing. But, like, here, Dooku stops because of Qui-Gon. And in the next short, when we get to that next week... The final straw for Dooku is the death of Qui-Gon, <laughs> which is really like kind of tips him over the final edge that he's already on. And so like it really shows where Dooku's heart is. He cares for Qui-Gon. He loves this child and he wants to do best by him. And the only person in that moment who could probably calm him down is Qui-Gon. And he's aware of that, which is why he notes it at the end. And I and I I really like that because Qui-Gon in a way, like he that he doesn't do a lot, but he's there for the most important moments. And I really love watching young Qui-Gon. And I want so many more of their adventures of Dooku and young Qui-Gon. So many more. Give me all those adventures. Yeah. 
You know what's funny is I just thought of this is both of these episodes like I I so I didn't note it in my notes but I just sort of noted it in my head that they seemed they're taking place like before the sequel the prequel trilogy but oh yeah we're we're before Phantom Menace at this point right right like we're a good good ways before Phantom Menace because Qui Gon is just a little little uh, you want some fries with that. Um, Oh, yikes, Scoob. Mm-hmm. Yikes, Duke. <laughs> Have some dookie snacks. <laughs> and then, and then, what? and then Duke, Duke throws Duke him out of the air. Let's go make a sandwich. A giant sandwich. But, uh. I'm waiting to see how long this goes. <laughs> it, 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 uh, it, it, it hits a tone that's more in line with like episode three, you know, when things are getting dark, you know, and and then I realized, oh, well, things are getting dark for Qui-Gon or not Qui-Gon for Dooku. Dooku is starting to see the, the, you know, the, and we'll see in the next one, the egos of the Jedi and all that. And, so to to Dooku, he is in sort of that episode three <laughs> sort of atmosphere, you know, of where he's like, "Am am I the good guy? Are, am I sure that we're the are, are we guys? the baddies? <laughs> yeah, are we the baddies? Yeah, it, it's not as far as like are are we like Nazis or anything, but it is to the point of like, are we the good guys or are we like working for the bad guys? You know, it's so which would make you bad guys. But yeah, it's so it's got that like dark tone to it and stuff. Whereas like the prequel started out like nice and bright, bright colors and and stuff like this. But not not with Dooku. Dooku's living in the world of dark corruption and doubt of the Jedi. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna touch on a little bit of that in the next episode, but I I like how it's setting the stage for the prequel. So I'll, I'll touch yeah. on that more in the next one. But that's all my notes really for it. Um, I, I threw most of my my notes, but uh, Tuton is a good robot boy. Yeah, Tuton's a neat, uh, and I like I like how you can sort of infer that this this kid's got sort of space Stockholm syndrome, but like that he's been like befriending two ton mm-hmm. i'm glad that two ton didn't have to didn't get killed and i know i'm gonna say what like everybody also said look brah i love ahsoka tano but i wish the entire season was Duke. <laughs> yeah yeah i agree and especially when we get to next week like i said i love the first Duke episode with with the adult but like episode five is fine did we need it and episode six is again there's already a book of that why are we here <laughs> like and so like if the entire season was Duke, or even a different jedi outside of so like thematically i understand why it's ahsoka and dooku because they are two jedi who left the order for different reasons to go on separate paths i understand thematically right. why dooku and ahsoka were picked but like there's so many other choices you could. There really do. isn't a lot to fill for us to fill in for Ahsoka, to, right? to be honest. You know, I mean, she started out in Clone Wars very young, and 
you know, leading up to that, there's just, you know, like I said, you could have little things that shade in, but there's not a lot of time between, you know, and whereas Dooku is full, gro- f- fully grown adult, middle-aged man by the time, like, we're dealing with him. In the, he's, like, in his 40s or 50s in, the, in these. And, like, so Dooku is a co- complex character, and he also is sort of a hinge that a lot of things turn on. So there's just way more grist for... Like, instead of baby Ahsoka, what if it was kid Dooku and kid sifo who are best friends? <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Right? Like, there's so much you could do with that. So, like, I just, I would love, like, more Qui-Gon and Dooku. Like, I wish the entire season was just Dooku and Qui-Gon or, like, sifo Like, all of that from, like, Dooku as a kid to Dooku up until, like, killing Yaddle. Make next, the first episode, the last episode, and then, like, give me... Five episodes in between there <laughs> to there. Yeah. Like, that's more. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. Uh, mm, uh, my only other note I have for this is this episode pair with the ne- next episode. And I, uh, does a really good job of showing where Dooku's morals lie. Like he really does want to serve the people of the Republic. He just doesn't want to serve the corruption. And so that's why it's kind of fitting that he becomes the head of the Separatists. And of course, that's like a ruse with Palpatine and Palpatine's leading him on and stuff. But it makes sense. Like part of the reason like he leads the Separatists is because the Senate's corrupt. He doesn't want to work for that corruption. So he's like, all right, all you people who see that the Senate is corrupt, let's go make our own government. Let's go. And of course, uh, like it is all Palpatine's machinations, but it's it does a good job of showing how we get there because yeah, no, it's how, how like the, the Pal- Palpatine like leverages people's alienation, you know? And this is probably the exact thing of Palpatine coming to him and being like, Hey, I have this idea of kind of like, what do you do the Anakin? He came to Anakin. It's like, you want to say Padme, come join me. Dooku. He probably went to Dooku was just like, Hey, you want to stop the corruption in the Senate? Do you want to leave the separatists for me? Well, and we'll fix the corruption in the Senate. Like, you know, like you go lead these people and be happy right, over there. Right. Dooku was but, like, yes. <laughs> the thing about Dooku is he seems to have really good spidey sense with people, but like, then you have Palpatine, like, hello, Dooku. You want to head the universe? You'd think he'd be like, hmm, sketchy. You know? Because at least with Anakin, Anakin's like going off of like love hormones, but Dooku's like, hi, I'm well in my Well, yeah, but yeah, like you want to, you want to use a really overused word these days, but Palpatine got his claws into Anakin. Anakin, like literally we see like, Sith grooming. He <laughs> groomed Anakin. He, he like groomed Anakin from there the is kid, a so. there's a comic called I think it's called Anakin and Obi Wan and it has like Palpatine taking this like 13 year old boy to a sleazy Coruscant bar and just being like look at the corruption Anakin and Live Anakin's like I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Next we go to the hot tub. Oh, oh, no, Chris. Oh, we're moving on. <laughs> it's a clone tub. It's just a club with a with a with a with a deformed clone in it. What why? What did you think, Hope? Oh God. <laughs> 
I do not condone any of this. Let's go to the next episode. That's all my, those are all my notes. You ready to go to the next episode? I'm ready. All right, so for our third and final act. Actually, let me get a drink of my drink. Ah. For our third and final act, let's talk about the episode Choices. We open with the best callback to our coverage of Clone Wars. Everyone, Wet Blanket Windu is back, and oh boy, he is being the biggest wet blanket all over Dooku. He has come. Sagging all over the place. He is. He came on this ship with 12 laundry baskets dripping with wet blankets to pile them on. And it's just like, you think he was they like, have a dryer on this on, on Raxus? <laughs> no. I'm doing cool. my working on my laundry. <laughs> Dude, it's like he was just like, I have not been able to be a wet blanket for like three years on J Guys and Jedi. I'm here to be extra soggy, everybody. <laughs> and they are on a very... I am here to provide content for Hope and Chris. Absolutely. It's always great to do a callback. Anyway, so Dooku and Wet Blanket Windu is on their way to Raxus because a Jedi was killed. And Dooku thinks it's super suspicious because, you know, it's not like every day that Jedi get killed randomly in ambushes in this pre-Order 66 world. That's unheard of. And Wet Blanket is just like, dude, we have our orders and if we do anything, we have to send like a fax to the council, and do you know how hard it is to find a fax machine in this day and age? And Dickie's like, yeah, this is gonna be fun. So they get to Raxus, and they're like met by like a really super hot guard. I mean, I'll give it to Raxus. All their guards are really hot. <laughs> they might be like conniving, super like plotting evil people, but they're kind of hot, and I, I'm fine with that. And they're all just like, hey, Jedi, sorry your friend was killed. We'll take you to the senator. And so they go to the senator, and the senator is super shady. And he's just like, there are rebels. It's almost like he's being held hostage and reading from a script. He's just sitting there and like holding his script. He's like, hello, Jedi. I give you thoughts and prayers for your fallen comrade. There were rebels. And so I went out to go meet them. But your Jedi friend followed, and she got shot. And I am now very sad. Insert tear here. Do you see my insert tear here going down my cheek, Jedi? Let's go to where... Okay, here's your friend. And Dooku's like, uh-huh. So, uh, you're lying. Can we go see where you were attacked? And everyone kind of, like, internally panics, and they're like, Okay, we'll take you where she was attacked then. And Dooku is like, cool, let's go. And Mace is like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you asking this? Do, what? We don't have a fax machine. We don't have a fax machine, Dooku. How are we going to ask the Jedi about this? What if the council doesn't know? We need to ask for it. Dooku's just like shoving Mace out the door. He's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just go. Just walk. We're, we're going. It'll be fine. Stop sweating. And so, like, 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 don't panic. Don't panic, dude. Don't freak out. Mace is like, I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> and so, they get out to the woods. And... The hot guards are like, this is where the Jedi died. She was ambushed. And Deku and Mace are like kind of looking at everything. And they're like, yeah, 
Absolutely, she was ambushed from the side of the ship. And why is your ship not busted up? And the senator freaks the fuck out. And he's just like, it's the guards. They made me do it. And the guards kill the senator. And a fight breaks out. And long story short, they, they stop all the guards except for one. Because it turns out that the senator, which is apparently a running theme for this week, senators are corrupt. And he was selling off parts of the planet. And the guards wanted to force the senator to stop doing this. But Jedi being Jedi, their friend got caught in the middle. And she got killed. And they're like, dude, you could have just called the Jedi and asked for help. But the hot guard is like, hair flip. We don't trust the Jedi because you're the lapdog of the Senate. Hair flip. And why should we ever think that we can go to you? Sparkle eyes. Ooh, woo face. And they're like, uh-huh. Well, that's good to know. So they capture the heart, hot guard and they take him back to Rexus and they put him in jail. And Dooku's like, first of all, bro, stop sparkling. Because that's going to get you far and I have to sparkle. Second of all, hot guard, I don't like your methods or your execution. But you know, you got a good point. You just got to figure out how to execute it better. Maybe in like a few years when I'm leading the separatist movement. I'll give you a call. And the hot guard is like, that sounds good. Future job prospects. I'm down for that. So Dooku and Mace leave and they take the body of their Jedi friend back to Coruscant and they have a very somber burial. We see we see Yoda. We see Tara Sunube. Camel Joe is there. Like everybody's there having fun. And after the funeral, Dooku's like, hey Mace, come here for a second. And Mace comes over and Dooku's like, is it true that you're going to get the Jedi Council seat and not me, even though I'm the one that figured it out and I'm the one that, you know, found out that there is corruption and why our friend was murdered? You're going to get the seat. I'm very happy for you, Mace. I'm so happy for you, Mace. That's great. And Mace is, just takes his shoulder and he's like, I know. I'll put in a good word for the Council on your behalf. And he walks off, and Dooku's like, Ah, oh, fucking spare me, dude! The end! <laughs> yep. Um, I, that last line of just like, I'll put in a, a thought and prayer for you, Dooku. I was just like, oh, God! <laughs> yep, just throwing that wet blanket right over Dooku's soul. Um... So, like, if I gave the other two an 8.5, this one would be an 8.0. It's, I, this, I think, is the lesser of the three. Just because it has less form to it, it just feels like part of an episode, you know? This is, yeah, I could see that because there's also this weird little part where I was like, why is the senator going along with the guards if he knows he's the guards? And then you find out why he's the guards, but it's also weird and everything's weird. And, like, that that mu- middle mu- part is kind of A little muddled. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it needed, like, the full 22 minutes to kind of build the intrigue. Uh, other than just being like, the Jedi are here. I'm going to ask for his fall into my death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just did, it didn't have the li- the little as much of a self-contained form as the other two. And like Raxus, you know, after we've gone to like Mandalore with their great art and stuff, Raxus just has weird like scribble paintings on the wall. <laughs> 
but they have nice fall leaves. I love the shot of like that. There's one shot out through a window and you just see like one section that's forest, but you're far enough away that it's just orange. So it's like rocks and stuff. And then you just see this swath of orange and then you see a spaceship landing and it's like, oh, it's uh fall trees. It was really, really pretty. Well, while we're on Raxus, I do. Ha- I have a note about Raxus. Um, I like seeing the beginning of the Separatist movement because Raxus is the capital planet of the Separatist. And we know that this is going to be a very important place for Dooku in just a few years with the Clone Wars. He's going to be spending a lot of time on Raxus. So it is really cool to see that this is kind of like the beginning of the Separatist movement because this guard is essentially saying what the Separatists were saying, which was like, dude, the Senate is corrupt. Like, we are wanting to start our own movement because it's not working for us anymore, and the Jedi are not working for us anymore. Yeah. So, like, this is the beginning of that movement that Dooku will eventually come to lead in, like, a few years. Well, it does It does a lot more work for the sequel, or the prequels, because, like, in the prequels, they just explained very little of it. So all of it just seemed as if it was something that Palpatine's just sort of threw together, like with fake news, you know, uh-huh. but instead this is showing that like, the, no, this stuff is brewing and Palpatine just used it, uh-huh. used what was there. And, and they didn't really explain that as well in the, the prequel trilogy. So or now the you're Clone getting... Wars real, like the Clone Wars took seven seasons to explain that to, it wasn't to, get, to get, get more of it in there. But this really shows that the Clone Wars was also taking place when it was fully happening too. So this is, this is showing that like, I like if you like it in episode one, it just seems like Palpatine made a few things happen that just didn't, just were like confusing to people. It was confusing to the viewer. And I was thought who just did it just like a lot of times, like fascist leaders will do things that are absurd and make no sense, but like the consequences of them will be what will make stuff happen. So that's what I thought episode one was, but it's like, no, there were, there were actual tangible brewing problems that were real problems, you know, that that led up to it, you know, which is more realistic. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think it's cool that like, because you were talking about the orange leaves and everything. This is the same planet in the season one of the Bad Batch where they saved the Separatist ruler, the, the Separatist Prime Minister. And we were saying the exact same thing, like, look at the orange leaves. I love that this planet has like a fall look to it. So it's the same <laughs> yeah. planet. So it, it's cool to see it like it come back here. So um, well, those are those are my Raxus notes. Please continue. My- my only other note is the the guard guy had a kind of when they did a close up of him it, he had a weird he's sort of like a um like a scrawny version of Jimmy Smits he's modeled after I think you know the Jimmy, um Jimmy, Jimmy Smith oh I'm trying to Jimmy remember who Jimmy I know I know I know what I Leia's I know what father. he looks like oh that guy okay yeah. Like a younger, skinny version of him. Oh, he's fucking Bill Organa. My Bill brain. Organa, yes. My stupid ass brain. I was like, how? Why do I know that name? <laughs> we, I was we trying to give freaking, you all the hints. Yeah. We have a I don't know why I didn't Star just say Bill Organa, but I, I thought I'd just hint into it. We have a yeah. Star Wars podcast. I just blanked so hard on Jimmy Schmidt. <laughs> but it's weird. He had two different color eyes. He had like a blue eye and a green eye, like just two distinctly different colored eyes when they did the close-up and i'm like that's an odd thing that you usually don't see in like 
computer animation, but it was kind of cool. And my only other note is Joe Camel. I saw him walk by. I'm like, there he is. It's Joe Camel. And it, uh, just a doop doop doo I, I actually had a really sad realization watching Tales of the Jedi for the first time, which um, in none of these shorts do does Yoda See, it's ever Kenobi, talk. Joe Camel. <laughs> Well, that one too, but it, it was actually about Yoda because we see Yoda in this episode and we see Yoda in the fifth episode with the Sokka's uh-huh. training. And it dawned on me that he doesn't speak. And it hit me why. And that's because Tom Kane had that massive stroke and he has retired and he was Yoda's voice. So they have Yoda in it, but he doesn't speak at any time. And I was like, oh, Tom Kane, uh, I miss you, man. Oh, Lucasfilm, I'm available. Yeah, but at least they had Yoda. But I just, uh, it was so sad not to hear Tom Kane's voice. So, um, did you have any other notes? That's it for that one for choices. I um, chose a short list of notes. Let's see. I sort of, um, my my kind of only other like small note is it's been a hot minute since we've had some really cool Jedi fighting lightsabers. That's good. Cause it makes it more. It's it's because it it, you, you, you tend to get like, if there's a, there's lightsaber battles, every episode, you tend to get sort of a nerd to it, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I mean more for us. Cause like, since we've covered a show that has lightsaber battles, cause I, you know, Kenobi just came out and there's lightsaber yeah. battles too. But um, yeah, like for us, like, I don't really count Den with the dark saber because he doesn't fucking know how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, it's just fumbling about. Yeah. Um, and then we didn't really have it in Book of Boba Fett. We didn't really have it in what shows did we cover last year? Um, uh, Bad Batch. It was we didn't have it in Resistance. So like, it's been a hot minute since we've covered a show where somebody's had lightsaber battles. And you're right, it does make it special because this is a cute, this is a cool little fight. It's short, but I, I like it. I like all the lightsaber battles in this. I think they're fun, but, you know, when you always have lightsaber battles, they become less special. So I like that we have shows like like Resistance and um, Andor and stuff like that that is spreading out the lightsaber battles. So they're not just like a dime a dozen. You actually have um, these, like, planned out, like, special moments of having these lightsaber fights. So I, I know we give Mace Windu a lot, of, a lot of shit, but I actually really like his character. <laughs> I do think like Mace plays a very important kind of character in Star Wars, which is, and I like seeing him a little bit younger because like when we get him in the prequel trilogies, he has a little bit more experience and stuff like that. But he's still relatively young in this. Like I think he's like you know he's still kind of young, and so there is this kind of concern of like following the rules and making sure he's. It's almost like he he says he doesn't know he's going to be a council member, but it almost feels like. He wants to be a council member, so he's trying to like do like all, like like he's interviewing constantly. Um, but like there, there's nothing wrong with wanting to follow rules and protocol. But the lesson here is don't stick to them so much that you overlook the more bad issues, which is the lesson here. Because Dooku is right. Yeah. Orders and rules only work when there is no oppression going on. And that's when rules and order falls apart. That's exactly how bad people take over by promising orders and rules. That's Tam's story in Star Wars Resistance Season 1 of her going, yeah. 
the First Order wants to give us order and protection. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and I crave it in my life. <laughs> right. And so, like, people like Mace Windu, Mace Windu is not a bad person. It's just he has such a love for sticking to the rules that he's overlooking the problem. If they would have just followed his plan, they would have came here, got the body, left, and then these people would have, like, taken over, like, the sin and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, all, all the other stuff would have happened, which is what Dooku is seeing through. He's like, there is something more sinister going on here. We're going to have to bring the break the rules because there's some weird oppression, corruption thing going on here. And this gets into my second one where it shows the issue of the Jedi of this era. Dooku's right. He is right because... That these people would have gotten away with it if not for Dooku, because Mace would have been like, "Where's the body? All right, have a nice day, bye bye." But Dooku is right, and it shows the issue with the Jedi that they're so like hard, like they're so scared to go against the Senate at this time because of all like they they don't want to mess with the Senate, and they they're trying so hard to be peacekeepers that they don't want to involve themselves in politics. they they are losing touch with the normal people because the normal people are like, yeah, we don't trust the Jedi. Why would we? You're part of the Senate. And there's they're in the, they're taking such a middle ground and not choosing sides that that is part of the reason why they fall because, they are trying to walk this middle road. And Dooku has this line, and I'm, I'm, paraphrasing it, I'm paraphrasing it, but Dooku essentially says, can we continue to keep the peace as Jedi if the council takes everything the Senate says as law? Which is a key piece of their, their, their downfall. And the most like nail-in-the-coffin moment that showcases it is Dooku was right. He was right to go out of his way. He was right to investigate. But Mace gets rewarded, not Dooku. And that is so, like, that is just, like, I see why he's so upset. He's just like, why? <laughs> and that is the maddening part of this, is that the Jedi rewarded Mace, not well, Dooku. Well, they kind of imply that Mace, like, might have, like, you know, taken credit. And they kind of imply that Mace sort of knew he was going on the Jedi Council, too, and maybe, like, leveraged, the, you know... There, I got the distinct impression that we got a good look at Mace Windu's big old wet blanket ego. I don't quite see it like that, but I do see it as maybe he was aware it was a possibility, and this was sort of like his final interview. But he's, I don't. He's the he's the most corporate of the Jedi. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you know what I mean, and it. It just has that feel of like, you know, the guy, the guy who works on the group project and then takes all the credit for it because and he got all the credit for it because he's the he's the good boy, you know, he's mm -hmm. he's he's the he's he's the rule follower. And so, you know, I, I like I, I couldn't I couldn't tell like if either Duke, you know, I, I didn't get the. uh impression that either Dooku or Mace Windu were like in charge of that mission that was like they were both just sent on it you know yeah so. I, I got a feeling they were both kind of equals on it like they yeah, there yeah, was yeah. no clear leader they were there to pal up buddy system 
Maybe because because they were both assigned to it. Cause Duke May says that like I was there assigned it to it when you were. Um, but maybe like it was one of those ordeals that like Duke was like I'll go, and they're like you should go with a buddy, Mace. <laughs> you both should go. Yeah, but well, yeah. they might. They, I mean, the the Jedi, the you know, the Jedi Council might also have some more splits on the rules. You know, they can't. They're, they're not all. They can't all be just like Mace Windu. So, you know, Yoda could have been like, "I better send Dooku along with Wind Windu to, you know, well, I'll I'll send those two along to check each other." You know, Windu Dooku's impulsive, but and Windu's a wet blanket. So maybe we'll get, you know. A, a better a better result will will you know they're actually a very good team them. like for for that for that very reason they're actually a really good team because the other weak the other's weakness is their strength like duku like like duku is kind of like the one that thinks outside a box but mace is the one that's more diplomatic like yeah. they're actually and, a really good duo and they 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 disagreed but they disagree you know they disagreed up until like you know points of action, and then they just work together, you know. Yeah, and it's very clear that these two respect each other. It's very clear because like Duke is like, yeah, you're my friend, and yeah. I love you, no. dude. But you also drive me crazy. Their, 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 <laughs> their disagreement on it wasn't a big issue between the two of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and Duku's like, yeah, you, you kind of uh, you're kind of maddening, and Mace is like, well. We're still friends, and they're like, "Yeah, let's go." Well, Mace is probably like, "Yeah, I get that a lot, you know." Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I like it. I like these ones. I like the Dooku ones. That they're the meat of the episodes. So, but that's all I have for these three. Did you have anything else? I do not. I I wasn't sure how you wanted to score this. I wasn't sure if you wanted to do them individually or all the same. So I just put them all together. But I wasn't sure if that's how you want to do it. So you know what? I, score score it how you want. If you want to do them individually or all together, go for it. I I gave the first two eight point fives and the third one an eight. So so it's probably some somewhere averages out to about an eight point three five. They didn't get into the nines because I they just. They 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 were, they were nice, but they weren't like amazing. You know what I mean? But I don't think they were supposed to be made to be amazing. They're they're made to be just like nice little nice little short meaty chunks. You know, not as much with the Ahsoka one. The Ahsoka one's just like a nice little slice of life. Yeah, and, it's it's, a, and, it's more of an art piece than an episode. An art piece, a, 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 yeah, a mood piece. And but the the other two are just nice little, nice little chunky chunky little little insights into into Dooku's psychology and actions and yeah but yeah I I like them they're not they're I you know I I don't think they were made to change the world they were made you know I think Filoni would like probably he saw, just wanted like, to play. Yeah, I can do I can do a few of the things I and here's a few little things that I've wanted to do and I can use these to 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 try out these new uh new animation tricks we got. So mm-hmm. all for it. Yeah. If I had to do these, I, I would probably do the Ahsoka one as an eight and then the two Duke ones as eight point fives, because I, I just personally like the Duke ones better and I think they're more meaty. 
Also, you know, as a whole, I'd give it about an eight, probably about the same, eight point three ish between all those, maybe yeah. eight point four. Um, because I the Ahsoka stuff, yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's an art piece, but the Dooku stuff is just me and it's great. More, and I it's want more. Way more interesting. Yeah, that's all stuff that I've wanted to see. You know, absolutely. Especially do especially Dooku and Qui Gon together. You know, having yeah. both both of them as younger characters and also interacting with each other is is really cool mm-hmm. very much so well as always we would love to hear your feedback on itunes twitter or on the two true freaks facebook page um this week our feedback well we, we kind of have two feedbacks i'm going to do the very first paragraph but then the rest of it will come from our book of boba fett episode the return of the mandalorian um, so I just want to say, like, over the break, because, you know, we, we took a break from from feedback and stuff like that. Uh, we just got some, like, nice messages here and there from friends. Um, and our friend Charles from Gold Squadron Gay, Emma from Pink Milk, and Alice from Rogue Fun Podrin, uh, uh, Rogue Fun Podcast, um, just over the break, you know, gave us, like, some lovely shout-outs on Twitter, or they promoted our show, or they were like, hey, you guys should go check out the show, J Guys and Jedi, we like it. So, like, that was just super nice of you guys, we really appreciate it. Um, and then Charles specifically wrote a message ab- about us, so I I wanted to leave that one for Chris to read, but I just want to say it, so, like, also, Emma and Alice, like, thank you for shouting out the show and promoting it and, like, sharing it, so that, that really means a lot to us, so... Now you take it away, Chris. All right. So the first one is Charles from Gold Squadron Gaze on Twitter saying, I don't play favorites, but, but I have spotlighted at J Guys and Jedi recently at 300 plus episodes. Yep. We're on. Welcome to episode 351. (laughs) Hoping Chris are funny, informative, educational, and infectious. We are. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my mask in their passion for media analysis, animation, and Star Wars. My lawyers advised me not to speak of Yoda. And your lawyers, you've acted for once. We got somebody who's hiring smart lawyers. (laughs) Okay. I'm just gonna bask in the. I'm gonna bask in the praise for a second before moving on to an actual like. We adore you. Before moving on to like actual, you know, show show comments and questions. Okay, so this uh, this comes from our coverage of Return of the Mandalorian, which seems like forever ago. It feels like so long ago, but it was only like what, like a month little and a half ago, like a, like a month. <laughs> so yeah, it month really half, wasn't that long ago. Six weeks ago, and it comes from uh, Diego Lemos, and he says, "I think." I think this that this was in the next episode are the major flaws of this show with being the Book of Boba Fett. Not only because they take away focus from the main cast of characters, someone who needs desperately needs more attention, but only works in the context of giving exposition for season three of The Mandalorian. <coughs> I agree. The story of the Darksaber has been told throughout the Star Wars anime. That was so, I was trying to turn that cough into a harumph, but it didn't work. (laughs) I agree. The story of the Darksaber has been told throughout the Star Wars animated shows multiple seasons. And this episode basically cramps all that information in the dialogue of the uh, armor and Paz. I get it. People who don't watch the shows need this to understand the meaning of the sword, but this could be told in season three or at least not throw this much information all at once. 
What is it? Who made it? Who owned it previously? What does it mean? And why does Bo-Katan want it? It's all said in just a couple lines of dialogue and by essentially just one person to a stand-in of the audience in the show that isn't theirs. Uh, the show is kind of boring, but it has some good character moments, especially for Boba Fett. Yet, it has to pull the weight of so many other characters that do not receive the same treatment, and this two episodes could give more context to the world if they just allow it. But no, we need to plug in season three of The Mandalorian. This comment uh, we talked about like when we covered the episode, this was exactly my, this my is, yeah. torn feelings about this, because... I like all the stuff we got, but was it, did it need to be in Book of Boba Fett? And like, that was where I was split on this, this episode where I liked the stuff. I liked everything they were doing. It just felt like it was in the wrong place and that it could be tackled in season three. And so, yeah, Diego, I totally feel you on this one. Like, this was my exact thing of just my, my exact, like, torn dichotomy of feelings of like i like this but also why (laughs) like i don't know why it's here so i totally feel you on this one like this is you just if you didn't hear our episode for return of the mandalorian this was exactly my point but for like an hour talking about this (laughs) diego summed it up well this was my feelings so Thank you, everybody, for our com- for the commentaries, not the commentaries, the comments and everything. And feel free to send us more. And, you know, we, New Year, we're always taking Yoda questions. If you want to answer a question for Yoda, just send it to us our way and we'll put it in an episode. Because Yoda likes questions and we got to keep them pacified. Me and yeah. Chris can only do so much. Yeah. Chris, uh, Charles, if you, Yoda if you needs want. Questions. Charles, I will tell you that your lawyer is wrong and you can absolutely talk to Yoda. <laughs> don't listen to her man but that's all i have for this batch of tales of the jedi do you have anything else i do not all right chris well where can people find you you can find me on two true freaks at two true that is our podcast website site our sort of home base rebel base although i wouldn't say we're like too rebellious of a podcast network but we're fairly rebellious um we got all of them there including all 350 back episodes of of j guys and jedi since you're listening to this one i won't count it in there if you want to if you want to do a binge and we've got just just a metric tons of shows that you could go and listen to there and if you want to see, if you want to be sort of on the up-to-date of what's coming out day-to-day, week-by-week on Two True Freaks, you can go to Facebook and go to the Two True Freaks podcast page where we post up all the episodes as they come out right to the second that they're posted. And you can go to the Two True Freaks Cantina, which is sort of our little hangout joint on Facebook. And that's a, it's a, it's a group facebook group and we share fun things over there like like we just um over the geeky waffle youtube channel like me and candace and our friend um hannah ranked all the clones and it was a fun thing and i just shared it with the group it that didn't have anything to do with the podcast right. so it was like a fun thing so like yeah well, we, just, we share we'll share fun things over there yeah for for another example two weeks ago when hope and i did uh uh kingdom of the the our commentary for king Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We did. We also we also did a little reaction to the Indiana Jones Five trailer, and uh, 
<laughs> in the beginning of it, you could hear me go, I don't like this music. <laughs> For it. And then I didn't say anything else about it, but I, I had planned to expound on that, but I forgot to do it. And uh, so then I found somebody on YouTube who had taken that trailer and put John Williams music in it instead of the like bad, you know, stock trailer, you know, epic music with the dingy piano and the half speed Indiana Jones music. And it made that trailer like nuts. It made that trailer like I watched it, and tear came to my eye, and I'm like, I'm psyched to see this movie just by putting the John Williams movie music on it. So I put both of those trailers up on the Two True Freaks Cantina so people could watch them side by side and see watch the the cheap trailer music suck the life out of the visuals. So yeah, that's one of the but that's basically oh well also uh hmm. it's still kicking i'm still surprised. kicking I, I i stopped go i just stopped i stopped I'm surprised it's still it wasn't kicking. even interesting i got i figured out i saw what was going what 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 it's like there now which was you know and that's pretty much what i did with twitter when i first signed up for it too i went there and i said i don't like the whole format of this i don't think it's gonna it le- lends to good communication and then I was like oh I was right and then I just never went back there and then I was like oh it's, it's different let's let's watch this and then I'm like well that's a shit show too and now I'm back to not doing it but fortunately we have a brave soul the most recent recent interaction I had with this this battle hardened, hardened Twitter veteran he was playing the the villain in a in a western story so you know i'm talking about gene gene the twitter machine gene twirl that mustache the guy who uh, yeah he it was a mustache twirling part and what was fun was his daughter was playing the good guy in the story kid cowboy oh so um I had they, they and they must have sat in Jean's recording, you know, closet side by side, because their their lines are on one roll on one, you know, one one track, and so like, you know, all this all the lines were like Kid Cowboy and the bad guy are back and forthing are like right on the same track, which a makes it very a lot easier for me to edit. And B is just so cute, you know, here, you know, knowing that they're sitting in the closet together, being like, I know you're a great shot, kid cowboy, but blah, 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 blah. Well, you ain't gonna, you know, you ain't gonna survive in this snowstorm, you know, but it's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Someday I hope to, to do, we do a sequel that has kid cowboy versus the cowboy kid, though. <laughs> that's that's two true freaks on Twitter, and that's run by Gene. And that's all I got. Where, where can they find you, Hope? You can find me at JS and Jedi on Twitter. I run our Twitter account. You can also find me at Hope Molinex on my profile at Hope Molinex. Uh, if you look on my profile page, there's a link tree, and you can find where all my stuff is, including being a contributor for Dork Side of the Force. Um, by now, for sure, I'm writing about Bad Batch, but as I mentioned earlier, I also am posting by now a mini-series revisiting uh, Star Wars Visions, which was really fun to write, which is why I'm sort of brain dead tonight, but I'm proud of it. Um, I am also a staff writer for the Geeky Waffle, which also by now I'm writing weekly reviews of Bad Batch over on Geeky Waffle, so I'm very fun. That's, that's going to be fun. I'm very excited to do that. Um, 
And I am super proud of my project that I do with actually our listener Charles uh, from Gold Squadron Gaze and our friends Chris and Colton and Nathan and Jess. Uh, we have a project called For Light and Dice. And it is a Star Wars tabletop podcast. It is real play. We are really rolling dice. And we are wrapping up the first story arc right now. Um, probably by now we're into the we're recording the second story arc if by the time this episode comes out. So it is so much fun. It is just a bunch of us rolling dice, having fun in the Star Wars universe, and we are having the best time. So go check out for Light and Dice. Alright. As for next week. Oh, I'm really excited about the first episode of next week, and the next two episodes after that, I find them very meh. Well, we'll get to wrap that pup, that loth puppy up. I know, I know. I, 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 I you know, it, it didn't really fit into this because it's not a storyline that we followed, so I, we didn't get to do the wrap, wrap it up. So I, I, I'm just, I feel I have to do the wrap, some sort of animal up, and we have. We did have two different kinds of dot puppies to wrap up in the show. So yeah. At least yeah. it's there. At least it's there. I'll try to fit in next week, too. Well, as next week, come back and we will finish up Tales of the Jedi with the Sith Lord, Proctus Makes Perfect, and Resolve. And resolve. Hope will only be salty about one of them. <laughs> Is it Resolve like a laundry detergent? I don't know. It's like know. a laundry detergent or a like dishwashing detergent. I don't know. Resolve. I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> uh, it's not coming up as a brand, so I don't know. But that hey, if you want a sneak peek, Resolve is the one I'm super salty about. So you'll get to hear me rant and rave about it. So that'll be Excellent. fun. I'm gonna be unhinged for like that one. Let's go. I'm not like no more than my normal unhinged <laughs> self. So. Oh, I do want to fight, and you better believe I fought hard. And Hope is going to be that woman in Waffle House who just catches the chair out of the air and sets it down on the ground. <gasps> like, I heard go. about that. I meant to go watch that video. Fuck, you have I... to see it. It's it's ha- it's 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 a nin- it's a ninja, it's a ninja move, and not only like it's one of those things where the human body does something on autopilot that's just like ninja like. But then she then she just owns it, you know. She just like plops the chair down and is standing there like, yeah, what? Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's it's wonderful to watch. Oh, I look it up right now. All right, guys, I'm gonna go watch a Waffle House chair video. Bye. <laughs> ba da ba ba da ba. Good night. <laughs> Visit our website at two truefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T W O. T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, 
please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Roger, roger.